Hi, I'm Heather Knight, and this is the Surviving to Thriving podcast. One in four women will experience severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. We're going to discuss the taboo topic of domestic violence and the tools our thrivers have used to succeed in life. We want you to know that you are not alone in this fight. Please keep listening if you or anyone you know has been impacted by domestic violence. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to thank our sponsor, Night Protection Services for making this podcast possible and all the support they provide our cause. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Surviving to Thriving. Today I have with me Beata Severin Reed. She is a transformation life coach, international speaker, and change maker. Awarded as Woman of Excellence 2019 by the Women's Economic Forum in India. Beata immigrated from Poland in 2011 and just recently became a citizen of the United States. While adjusting to a new culture and trying so hard to blend into new surroundings, she struggled with accepting her accent. During these challenging times, she realized that more than anything else, our thinking has the ability to either get in our way or propel us to great success, whether personally or professionally. Today, Beata enjoys helping others conquer significant changes in their own lives and ultimately seeing them break through their limiting thoughts to achieve the life they desire through her unique process of coaching through journaling. Beata is passionate about living her life fully, so she likes to challenge her fears with activities like skiing, skydiving, and public speaking. Yes, she did leave a plane that was not broken. Beata, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me on your show, Heather. Thank you. I'm really honored. Of course. So let's dive right into it. What was your childhood like growing up? Huh, great question. So as you already know, I'm from Poland. So my childhood was, seems like totally different like everyone else. I was born in a time behind the Iron Curtain, communism. So it was tough. I was the youngest of four and my mom, she was the driver in, in, I believe, in our house. My father was there physically, but I don't remember any conversation, deep connection. So it's kind of like he was not there. Every kid, I had all these dreams. And since I was a little, I was dreaming about doing something great for this world. And I wasn't sure what it is. But at age seven, I had car accident and traumatic brain injury. So I was labeled right away in the hospital when I woke up after the surgery, after hours not being conscious. I woke up to the conversation between the doctor and my mom. And he was saying, well, mom, have to realize you have to be aware that your kid will never be normal again she won't be as the other kids anymore and i didn't understand as a small kid what is normal yes but i felt this you know fear inside that something bad probably and as a kid you want to be like your equal like your other friends so i think it's where my tough times kind of started because even so I say that it's a great thing happened to me this accident and kind of challenging 
thing because I don't remember anything before the accident. So I don't know. I, just a couple moments before the accident happened, I, I have it in my head, but nothing else. And, you know, as a kid, we are like sponge. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually good that I don't remember. So all these limiting beliefs, maybe they are not there. But I remember everything after very vividly. And this, uh, I just mentioned this moment when I hear that I won't be normal anymore. I believe that for the long time in my life, I was trying to show to everyone and first of all to myself that I am normal, that I'm like the other people. And you know what? This normal thing is funny because it's actually not always the life that you dream about inside. So I had to quit school for a while, but my mom, she was a really great and aware person for the times that we were living in. And she organized this private school, like homeschooling for me with the teacher. I was just seven years old, so I had the same teacher for like three years. So I was able to join my friends the next year. But right there, when I was trying so hard to be seen, to be heard and studying so hard, I heard from my friends, you know what? You don't have to do it. They are easy on you because, you know, you are not like everyone else. It was very tough to hear. And so on the one hand, I was broken, like, oh my gosh, they are right. Maybe even I study so hard, I'm not as smart as they are and people are easy on me. On the other hand, this feisty little Beata was in me and, you know, and sometimes like, it's not true. I deserve it because I study. And for some reason, I think later in life, I had these two persons in me. Sometimes when it was hard, I would say, yes, Lord, you are right. I don't deserve. And sometimes I was the person when was fighting and saying, no, no, not today. I deserve it. But going back to school, so the school was one part of my life, but home was the other part of my life when I was still a kid. So because I know that your podcast is about surviving to thriving, and I noticed that my mom, even she was very tough, she was living in this surviving mode for a very, very long time. First of all, because she had to be the giver and take taking care of her kids because my father was not very helpful. And there was violence too from his side. Because, I, like I said, I don't have this memory from before my accident, so maybe that's why I don't remember but I remember the stories. I had two sisters and brother that they were telling me, or my mom was sharing, that he was violent, like physically and verbally. It was like out of the world, but physically a couple times. So I, I was lucky that my mom, she was tough. And one time when he wanted to try to hit her, she said stop and she hit back so 
even in the memories, if they just tell you that story, it was so real. And this emotional and mental, I think, abuse that I heard because there were very bad words that he was calling my mom. It was his way to have power over her, but she was fighting back and I'm thankful for that. So even though I had this tough mom and this violent father in the picture, so what do you do as a kid? Of course, you are you try to be like your mom and you're on, on her side and you hate what your father is doing. But on the other hand, you want this relationship with your father and you sometimes never gonna have it. So later in life, I believe, when I was adult or grown teenager and my relationships, I never had any violent person in my life physically, but I believe that I did have relationships with people who were mentally abusive. And I believe I was sometimes too, because when I was fighting back, I was using this really nasty language because it's how I knew that I can protect myself. But I didn't like it. Deep down, I knew I knew that it's not who I am and I don't want to be that person. And thankfully, because of the accident, I guess I always love to learn and to study. Thankfully, also, I got into the self-development. So I started studying why we do what we do. So I focus on our thinking, why people do what they do, why my father, he has these four beautiful kids, this wife that I believe they loved each other once. I didn't see that love ever after. Why he does what he does and why my mom is there why she never left so this is funny because again it's poland back in time totally different mentality and basically there was this not written law that if you married someone you stay with that person no matter what divorce is a sin and whatever is happening in the four walls what in your house, it's staying there. You don't talk about that because it's shame, of course. And so there was this picture for even people, people, it was small, small village. Everyone knew, everyone knew the neighbors, but no one was saying anything out loud. And it was also the lesson for me when I started educating myself that ladies, if something is wrong in your life, when you you are not sure what is going on, but deep inside, you do know that is not right for you and it's not healthy. You have to speak up and you have to be seen. So you have to find someone who will listen to you and show, look, it's what is happening in my life. And I'm not sure. I'm confused because maybe you grew up in that environment and you think that it's normal. It's what they said, yeah, that it's normal but it's not and you deep down you feel it you know it you have to go and let someone know about that so i learned that for myself that i have to speak about that and every time later in my life when i knew that it's not right i was like not today 
not it is it's my favorite you know quote because i always use it even these days and i coach uh, my clients if something is going on that you don't like stop not today you have to use this word to yourself stop and it's all i believe this self-awareness and uh, the standards that you finally have to set for yourself. I, I don't like the word boundaries. Everyone is saying boundaries, but boundaries is that barrier. And I don't like barriers. I like standards because if you have your own standards, you don't go down to people that don't treat you well. When you have your own standards, you ask people to come to your level. So again, this is very important. Set your own standards. And very often, also with my coaching clients, there is a ladies, they say, I don't feel respected. I, I, I need respect. Do you respect yourself? Start with yourself. Every change, everything starts with you, you in, inside. And this insight for me, I discovered, and you said the beginning, is our thinking and the stories that we were told who we are or who we should be or we created later in our life and i heard this great analogy when i was going through this peeling the onions and the stories that i created or were put on me and this this coach he said that what kind of suit do you wear beata and I said, what do you mean? Like, is it comfortable? Is it too tight? And you know, I had to like close my eyes and feel inside. So it was tight. So he said, you know, people in life wear tight suits that don't fit them anymore because they are created by other people's expectations. And you try to make yourself fit in. You try to be small for them. And it's what I see also around me and my client life that we try so much to fit in just to be loved. So that's why we think that we should fit in in this person's even violent world, yes? Because he said, or she said, I will change tomorrow. I had a bad day, so I had to hit you. What? No. If someone hit you once, for me, there is no second chance when there is a physical violence. There is no second chance. You have to do something about that, not just for yourself, but for your future. If you have kids and you show your kid that it's okay that your partner, father, or whoever, uncle, I don't know, parent, is hitting you and you are okay with it, you just set this person for a life of personal, mental, physical pain and issues, and you set this person up for long time, probably counseling. Because we all have our journeys and some of us, experience more violence, some less, but we all have to deal with this inner demons. And it's about you today, what you're going to do with it today, set up your future and this little person life. Like I, I said, I was always wondering, and I finally was able to ask my mom, why you never left? 
Well, you you never you, you did not love each other for so so long, and she said, "I did it for you, kids. And for us, I would rather see you happy. I would rather see you and my father separated and living your own lives and you following your dreams instead of seeing you crying or unhappy and sad all the time." Because as a kid, I didn't know how to help her, but I had the sadness in my heart that I'm powerless. I don't know how I can help my mother. So then I had also accidents in my life when I was feeling sad, small, and I was not doing much about that. But thank goodness, again, I was more aware because I was educating myself since I was a little. So I was reaching out for help and at the beginning, it was just a book because I had no access. I was funny, small, poor Poland where there was no phones, cell phones, no laptops, nothing like that. And it was small village. But I was reading the books and the books that were helping me to grow, not just, you know, taking me to this imaginary world. And every book that I read out there was always the message think and it's my message now think for yourself first think for yourself first and it means that you don't take for granted what is telling you what your partners are telling you you check it for yourself because violence is the worst what can happen and it doesn't matter is it physical or mental or financial it's the worst what can happen to you because it takes away your self-esteem takes away your worthiness you feel useless you feel like you are not worthy so when you feel like that we don't take actions and we stay in the misery we stay for years and i have this 50 something years old woman that unfortunately she was abused in her childhood and wow this is i think very important and you're gonna say maybe something about that that the patterns that we get when we are a child with us and for me maybe it wasn't that bad because this violent stab my mom said no no more and my father he got a stroke so he was not physically able anymore to to hit anyone but this this client that i have she was really physically abused emotionally abused but starting with her parents and her community very crazy it's a part of some religion that i don't even know about much but it was very strict and she took it with herself she married the guy who abused her because her parents said that it's right you had physical contact you have to marry that guy he hurt her she stayed with him for a long time now she is out thank goodness but how many of you is staying in something that you don't like and it doesn't need to be violent but even staying in the job that is draining you even staying in a relationship that is draining you and you feel small you are working against yourself because if you want to do something today today there is don't wait for tomorrow do something today that will bring you closer to what you really want and the question is like do you even know what you 
want because often when I ask this question, I just want peace, I just want to be loved, I just, but what does it mean if you want to be loved and this person is hurting you? How does it bring you closer to your dream? How? If you or anyone you know has been victimized by domestic violence, please reach out to us for resources and ways our organization can help you. You can find us on social media at 2thrivingatl, T-O, thriving, A-T-L, or online at 2thriving.org.